You are listening to episode 66 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we are talking about never going back. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you right now? Wherever you go, it's now. No matter what time it is, it's now. I love now. Oh, today we are going to do the second half of my favorite quote, or what actually what's become a life mantra. So I heard on a TV show called Imposters, one of the characters would say this motto, always forward, never back. And while I was working on my master coach project last year, I was really delighted um, to find that this thought was just, it was so simple and precise, but I would be doing things to work on it and maybe something unexpected came up and I was like, always forward, never back. So in the last episode, we talked about the always forward part, the value of having a really expansive future focus, not worrying about the future or not escaping to the future where we're going to be magically disciplined, beautiful, rich people, but using the future as a workshop of possibilities, as a place to dream about what we could create, things we may not have ever even thought were possible or even desirable for us, and just using the future as a way to really establish a healthy relationship with ourselves. Because whatever we're doing today, if we survive to tomorrow, tomorrow us is going to have to deal with today us's choice. And it will be now. Tomorrow will be now and the day after that. So it can be really healthy to have a relationship with future self. And I, in particular, love having a relationship with my short-term future self. It helps me make a lot of uh, decisions um, that kind of avoid just living impulsively. Today, I want to talk about the second part, never back. And first, I'll tell you a story. So I had a uh, a client that I was working with and coaching, and she grew up outside the United States and then currently lives in the United States. And this person is in their 50s, and she was so angry and and really bitter about her upbringing, you know, that where she came from, kids weren't allowed to play and they had to work all the time and they had to stay focused on their studies. And kids in America have everything handed to them. It's nothing but lollipops and, and roller, roller skating parties. And it was just so interesting. Obviously in coaching, you know, there's, I'm just holding space to listen to the story. And here's the thing. I, don't argue with my clients about their version of reality because it's not my life. I don't know. What I know for myself now is that most of the way we go through the world is an interpretation of experiences. In other words, we're telling ourselves stories about how life works all the time. Most of these things cannot be fundamentally or factually proven. And in a lot of cases, the way we believe is just one interpretation of the events. So whether 
children in the United States universally have wealth and ease, which is really interesting because that wasn't the upbringing that I had, um, or whether in her home country, all children live nothing but lives of servitude and difficulty, whether that's true or not doesn't even really matter. It's the fact that she was living in an experience was happening in her present moment. She was calling up these experiences that had happened decades earlier. And of course, it was affecting what she was creating in her present moment. And it was just, it, it's, it's so interesting. The longer that I'm in this work and the, the longer that I spend more time thinking about my relationship with tomorrow, Lisa, than I do explaining, understanding, revisiting the relationship with past Lisa. Frankly, the more I've noticed that people tend to have a default perspective. A lot of people are very past focused. A lot of people are very introspective and use their past evidence in their introspections. And this is really normal. It's actually, it's a very important strategy of the mind because you had an experience and your brain has filed it in the experience I actually had. And it will tell a story to make that seem very certain. And the future is by definition, it's uncertain. We have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow if we even get tomorrow. And our brain strategically does not prefer to spend time in uncertainty if it can choose certainty instead. You know, you'd, you'd get eaten out on the savanna if you were just standing there thinking, I don't know what's going to happen. You, you have some certainty based on your experience that if you see a lion, you should run or hide. So people do tend to, generally speaking, have more of a default past focus. It's easier for us to sort through the way we've categorized things that have happened to us than to dream possibilities about our future. It's just what our minds tend to do. And that's just a habit that gets reinforced over and over and over. Because we will. We'll replay a conversation we had. We'll reread an email we've already sent. Um, we will replay a conversation and wish we'd said something different. We might read what other people say to us and, and interpret it or talk about it to our friends. So there's a lot of dealing with others and our own past actions and trying to make interpretations of it. But today we're going to talk a little bit about what your past is not good for and what your past is good for so that you can decide how you want to have a relationship with your past selves and your past experiences in a very less stress, more fun way. So let's start first. What is your past not good for? I think your past is not good about deciding what's possible for you. You know, I, I think about a lot of the things that I've done in my life, and um, I honestly, one of the things that has given me the greatest source of satisfaction, I talk about it on the podcast a lot, is becoming a mother and living the journey of motherhood. I, when I, when I was, you know, 8, 10, 12, 20, if you'd asked me if I would be a mother one day, uh, the answer was a vehement, 
Hell no. I was not up for that at all. I did not think it was possible for me to be a mom, enjoy being a mom, or to even, you know, be what's called a good mom. So my past ideas weren't good for opening the possibility. At some point, motherhood, the possibility of motherhood, came on the menu for me. No one was more surprised than me. And I'm so glad that I didn't just use my past identity, my past hurts, disappointments, confusions, you know, preconceptions to avoid saying yes to the journey of something that I never thought was possible for me. So our past really isn't great for deciding what's possible. If there's something that you want, you could step towards it. Chances are you're going to learn a lot along the way. You're going to have great experiences. Why not? You know, as uh, Liz Gilbert writes in Big Magic, I love to see people swing for the rafters. And I, and I love that image that it evokes of just why not? I also think the past is not good for deciding how you should think and feel about yourself. I don't believe that we are nothing more the, than the amalgamation of our past behaviors and experiences. You know, I, th I think a lot about how unusual my life journey has been in my perception because I've really, really rewritten my identity in relationship to my past. I used to very much feel and I'd be in therapy and we'd be talking about how I was like a victim of certain circumstances. And it was terrible for me. It was terrible. So much, in my opinion, so much therapy is on like, what happened? What's the origin? Let's unravel that. Let's dig at the meaning of the past. And then just accepting my interpretation of the past. And when I was in this like, woe is me perspective, I wasn't paying attention to all the ways that my upbringing was amazing for me and how fortunate I am that I had all of those so, you know, so-called difficult events. When I decided that I got to think and feel about myself differently, regardless of my past behaviors and experiences, I've really freed myself up to create a different future. So the past isn't good for deciding what's possible for you or deciding how you should think and feel about who you are. Now, what is the past good for? The past isn't just garbage. Maybe it is. You get to decide. Um, you're empowered to decide whatever you want to think about your past and, and to really like not just gaslight yourself or rewrite the facts, but you get to really have a relationship with your inter interpretation of the past, if you want to or not. For me, I've decided my past is really good for data. Like, oh, I ran this experiment. What happened? So coming back to this, um, these projects I was doing for Master Coach Training and how exciting it was to sort through of, okay, so um, like one of my projects was to interview 50 strangers. And I first started out and I was like, oh, my, my outreach was a certain way and I would learn from it and be like, oh, okay, so I got this many responses or people consistently asked this question. I wasn't really clear about X, Y, or Z. And I just looked at the past as data from experiments. I decided, again, I don't 
look to the past to decide whether I'm good or I'm doing things right or, you know, as part of my identity. It's just data. And I would even suggest that you can interpret your past based on two major decisions. Is you decide what data you're going to look at and review and then the interpretation you're going to make of that data. Now, there's a lot of hubbub about, you know, science and non-science. And I do think it's important to remember that a lot of science is just there looking at some data and then they're telling a story about it. The data doesn't do really anything until we layer on an interpretation. How many times has our government set policy around nutrition, for example, based on data that had a certain interpretation that was changed. Like we have a different interpretation of eggs in the modern time than we did back in 19, you know, 84 or something, right? Like we learn new things, but the data may not necessarily be different. So you get to make two major decisions for yourself. What from your past are you going to look at and how are you going to interpret or tell the story? And you get to decide. And I think that's when I love this mantra, always forward, never back, is I don't camp out in the past. I, If I find myself in my self-coaching that I do every day, if I find myself revisiting events without the intention of just going in, get the data, learn the lesson and get out is I just redirect myself. I don't want to be in the past because the only thing I can do about it is get the data, tell the story and get out. I can't, I can't make new decisions. I can't make, I can't, you know, change the storyline. You know, I can't relive the past. So I'm not going back there, never back. I'm always forward. And that's how I use my past as an accelerant for moving forward. So when I find my mind sorting through the past, I ask a question, what am I doing? Am I collecting data or is there something else going on? And then I've just developed a practice over time of just very gently and lovingly redirecting to a present or future focus. Okay, so I'm thinking about this event. Is there a lesson that I can take away from here? Why am I spending time with this instead of thinking about where I am right now? I'm in the now and tomorrow me. So that's my invitation to you. Decide for yourself how you will use your past. I've decided to use my past as a treasure trove of information. And I've also decided that it serves me best. It's so much more expansive when I decide that everything that happened has a lesson that can serve me for where I want to go. And I just pivot. What will you decide for yourself? For me, I'm going to keep my mantra. Always forward, never back. So as we embrace this beautiful bounty of another month, of another day, what do you want to keep your focus on? Your future, your present, or your past, or some strategic combination of those? Ah, it's such a pleasure talking to you today. Onward to the next episode. Have a beautiful day. 
Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.